Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. Here with a name you know. Formerly Bronson Reed. Now, he's Jonah. I guess it was never really not Jonah, to be fair. But for, for a while, he was Bronson Reed. You can see him at New Japan Nemesis Thursday, December 9th at the Vermont Hollywood uh, man, New Japan Strong is is hot right now, and you're a big part of that. Jonah, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you. Thanks for uh, chatting with me. And uh, Nemesis is going to be a very, you know, no pun intended, strong show. Yeah, I'm. I, I really like a New Japan Strong. Like the amount of wrestling that I take in in a week is is like heavy. And New Japan Strong I is one imagine. of the, yeah. It's it's one of those shows I always watch. To me, and and you're coming from NXT. The, the approach there is a lot like what I thought NXT's approach was going to be. You've got fresh talent, established talent, uh, in between, and like these these fascinating matchups. How has it been uh, being there? Your, your short period of time that you you've been around. Uh, so far, so good. You know, uh, when my time was up with NXT, uh, the first place that I thought of was New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I wrestled for Noah for quite an extensive stay during 2013, 14, and 15. So Japan has a place in my heart when it comes to professional wrestling. And when the time, you know, is right, I will be back in Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling. But right now, I'm doing the New Japan Strong Shows. And it, it is great. It's, it's a great mix of, uh, you know, the last Strong that just aired had wrestling legend Josh Barnett on it. Yeah. Wrestling one of the young lions. Like, so it is a, a great mix. And getting to see those young lions, the way that they have progressed and the way that they're taught in the LA dojo is uh, something that I, I always put over and let people know, like, that's how you do it. So where are you based out of right now? I'm, I'm going to assume either Florida or the West coast now, <laughs> but uh, uh, Florida still. So, okay. so everyone that, you know, uh, starts at the PC generally moves to Florida because yeah. that's where it is. Uh, so I'm still here in Orlando and I don't think, I can see myself moving anywhere else for the time being. So I'm so fascinated by the process of, of your free agency, because as we've seen, you are a person whose services were in high demand. Now, I yes. remember the week right before Bound for Glory, I had people in Impact saying, he's coming in, he's coming in. And they're like, wait, wait, not so fast. No, he's mm-hmm. not. Don't run with that. And it seemed like there was a little bit of back and forth there. Uh, but New Japan happened, and... I had been told by people pretty explicitly within New Japan, we want him, we want to make sure we get him, and we want him to know that we want him. What was it like fielding all these offers, and did you feel like the bell of the ball there for a bit? 
Uh, yeah, I guess I did it. The, the most uh, frustrating thing for me was I just had to get stuff with immigration sorted. Mm-hmm. Um, and once that was sorted, it was sort of, you know, the world is my oyster. And New Japan is a place that I always wanted to go to. And then uh, the prospect of impact as well, being able to do that because I have a non-exclusive deal. It, it's just something that's, you know, great for me as the wrestler that I am. I get to show, showcase my style on various shows and it makes me very happy. And I mean, we, we see the synergy between New Japan and Impact as well. So, I mean, did yes. that factor into your decision at all? Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I, I My loyalties are to New Japan first. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with Impact on board, they're, they're obviously up there as well. Uh, but I wanted to make sure that I could do both at the same time and not step on one of the other's foot, so to say. Is there like an intermediary you've had to go go with? I mean, I assume it's Rocky Romero. He does that with everybody. <laughs> he Rocky Romero is the forbidden door. Like everybody just goes through him. Wrestling yeah, Ro- Society X is going to pop back up, and Rocky Romero is going to be on the show. Like that's just what he does. Like yeah. is he is he the point of contact? Like between all that, do you have to run anything by anyone else? Uh, I, I mean, Rocky was the first one to actually like when it comes to when I was first released. Um, and obviously a lot of people reached out because it was quite a shock. So I had a lot of people from WWE, uh, from NXT, lots of people just reach out to me, but the first one that was actually reaching out to see if I was interested to work somewhere was Rocky. Um, and and that meant a big deal to me because, you know, I, I am one of those guys that doesn't want to ever stop wrestling. So this, this year with immigration being released, I had to not wrestle for three months. And it was so strange to me, someone that wrestles every weekend. Um, so yeah, he was the first one to reach out to me. And then from there with him dealing with impact and dealing with other companies, I always relay stuff through to Rocky as well, man. That guy needs to get a job. He needs something to do. <laughs> he's got to be bored. At he's, he, uh, he's a busy man. Trust me. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Every, like every weekend he's popping up somewhere else. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And, and in cartoons too, even now it's, it's unreal. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could, I could be wrong, but I think he was the only one that I saw in one week do new Japan strong. AEW and then Impact. He's done MLW too. Like he's yeah, and then all there you go. Yeah, the place, all man. in one week though. Like yeah, he's he crazy. is everywhere. So you had mentioned how you pretty much had to wait those ninety days. From what we have seen, most of the NXT talent has thirty day uh, non competes. So a lot of people were like, "Oh, in a month he's going to pop up. He's going to be everywhere." So I mean, your period of of sort of. Uh, I don't want to say stagnation or anything, but rest and inactivity was longer than what, uh, beyond longer than what you expected, beyond longer than what a yes. lot of the audience expected too. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I did have the thirty days non compete, but then it literally took another sixty days to be able to have my immigration all f- filed. And I think um, a lot of people here didn't realize that this is what a lot of international people go through. Even to get to WWE, it was a long, long process, months on end to be able to get to WWE and then being released. It's the same thing. And uh, I had spoke with the inspiration about this, uh, Buddy Murphy about this. Murphy at the time was like, I don't know what's going to happen to me. Like, he's like, it's a scary thing. Very scary thing. You know, Uh, I had all the faith in the world that obviously wrestling companies are going to want to use Jonah. But at the same time, there's just legalities and, and loops that you got to jump through. So that's always the scary thing. I know it's got to be like an uncertain period when I've got like Buddy Murphy saying, I don't know if anybody <laughs> will be interested in me. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I was talking to Alexander Wolf after after he had got released, and he's like, "I've got like this amount of time, and I'm hitting the bricks and going back to to Germany." Like, it's yeah. it's a very unique and unfortunate situation for for a lot of people. Um, but as we had mentioned, you signed with Impact, you signed within in New Japan. How far into your free agency were they reaching out, even respectively? Like, we want to bring you in, and we want to know, we want you to know that we want to bring you in. Uh, I think I first had, like I said, I think Rocky was the first person to contact me. And that would have been like just after I was released, like maybe a few days. Uh, Then I want to say I was in talks with Impact maybe a couple of weeks after that um, with D'Lo Brown. D'Lo Brown is who I had uh, first touch base with. He was the one that contacted me. And I I was in contact elsewhere as well. But some things don't work out. And uh, these are the places that I am. And... uh... When when the Bound for Glory thing didn't happen, I think a lot of people maybe wrongly assumed like, well, maybe it's he's just not going there. You did pop up there, so now you're you're did, yeah. you're going everywhere. Uh, you're on New Japan Strong, and I can't wait to talk about Nemesis here in a minute. But like, were were you discouraged at all? Because Bound for Glory is their biggest show, and obviously they they were. I know they were trying to bring in an awful lot of people, and a lot of them didn't pan out. But what was like your mindset when that sort of uh, wasn't able to happen? Uh, again, it was all due to immigration, legalities, stuff like that. So uh, for me, I understood that Bound for Glory is one of their bigger shows. Um, you, you had the inspiration debuting and stuff like that. And there's so much happening on that one show that it wasn't at all a detriment to me to debut at Turning Point. I think it was actually quite fitting that uh, I debuted at a at a show called Turning Point. Yeah. And I did what I did. I attacked Josh and I left a complete statement. I think it was actually a perfect piece of business well, you and david finley have been uh making statements against each other he, he, he brought <laughs> yeah. up your release in a promo you brought he, up- he started it uh, he did he did start it he he said that he was going to uh basically beat you up so bad you were gonna get fired again you referenced yeah. his father in a promo like having the freedom to kind of say what you want and i'm not not like implying that nxt is shackled or anything like that but you have a lot more uh, freedom to kind of go your own route. Like in doing that, it's been a couple years since you, you probably had that freedom. How are you adjusting to that? Is there any time that you look and you go, is that a line I want to cross? Is this something I want to broach? Yes, for sure. I, I, obviously having a lot more freedom uh, is something that I have always wanted. And again, I wasn't shackled in NXT you do have someone that's writing something for you, but I was one of those guys that I, I can't just say what's written on the page. If it doesn't feel right to me, Uh, I was lucky enough to be pretty close with Hunter where I could actually speak to him and say these things and we could work out, you know, a happy medium. Uh, But now like a lot of places put their faith in me and go, well, he, you know, I'm not just the 350 pound big man. I can speak. Yeah. Um, so if I get given that opportunity to speak, I try to always come up with something creative and something that people remember. So it's not so much about pushing boundaries, but if you can say something that is a little dig that people will remember, that's what I will do. Have you ever had somebody like reach out to you privately and be like, that was too far. That was too much. <laughs> not yet, but it, I'm welcome for them to do it. Cause I mean, we, we've, you know, we've always heard those Sean and Brett stories where they cleared yeah. it with each other beforehand. And then afterhand they're like, no. 
That's that's well, not okay. That's not su- sunny do. days. Yeah, indeed, <laughs> indeed. I I mean, I assume also you'll you'll probably be hitting the convention circuit pretty soon, which has exploded. I was just at Wrestlecade. It wasn't tied to a, an AEW show, a WWE show, anything. There were thousands of people there. I mean, now yeah. you're, you're going to have an an opportunity to interact with people in person like more than ever before. Yeah, it's been it's actually been good. You know, I've only just been on the road for these past few weeks with new japan and impact and now uh i did, did my first independent show in the first time in over three years and it's been great to actually speak to the fans again obviously uh the way that nxt t- television was working is we we're in the same place every week and it's a lot of the same fans that you see mm-hmm. and that's great they're a loyal fan base um but it's good to see people from other states and stuff and go oh yeah they are watching they do know who i am and <laughs> all these things uh, you mentioned NXT. Uh, have you watched any of NXT 2.0 since you've left? Uh, I watch bits and pieces. Uh, I try to support like my friends like Duke Hudson. Sure. Uh, Indy Hartwell, Persia Parada, Grayson, like all the Australians. I always support those guys. And I still have other friends, obviously, that I made there that I always watch. Um, but I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> sure. I, I was going to ask you because... It's interesting because many of the people that you mentioned became featured players as a result of the change of NXT 2.0. Uh, but yes. I'm interested in your thoughts on on the presentation overall, as as how it is. It, it does seem very character oriented to some yes. degrees, and then others, it's like you see the traditional turned up to ten type of personalities. But but what are some things maybe you do or don't like about it? I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. Um and the direction they're going in. I think the thing I I like least about it is Hunter had such a vision for what NXT was. And that whole vision is just gone now, especially after last night with, with what seems to be, I I don't know. I'm not there at the moment, but it seems to be the end of black and gold. Like that's, that's it. Um, It's just disheartening because we were so the guys that were there for that era we're so much trying to make it that third brand and make it something different, but not just that when, when I was there wrestling, I'm a huge pro wrestling fan and I love WWE. I love what they do, but I saw Raw and SmackDown as their entertainment shows. And I saw NXT as the pro wrestling show. And now I feel like it's just another entertainment show. That makes sense. And yeah, I mean, obviously, and very unfortunately, Triple H has been out of the picture for a little while. We yeah, we wish him the best there. Have you had the opportunity to speak with him at all? I know that he was he was very private for a while. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been able to yet. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to. I hope, yeah, you know that he's doing well. Um, I've been able. To, obviously, I spoke with Sean right after I got released, and yeah, I hope that I can speak to Hunter at some point. What was your conversation with uh, Sean like? Because there are some people like. Alex Zane told me that he reached out to William Regal immediately and William Regal was blindsided by it. He had no idea. Yeah. Uh, what was your conversation with Sean like? Uh, well, I, I had a great relationship with Sean. I was, I was in his, you know, there was classes at the performance center. I was in his class for quite a long time. Uh, and he was always in my corner. And then when that happened, he actually reached out to me and just, he was in shock. Um, and he just basically told them, told me, to go out there and do what I do and make them regret the decision they made. So <laughs> I, I'm happy to do that, but I'm someone that's not focusing on the fact that I'm not in WWE anymore. Sure. I'm focusing on the fact that I am in new Japan. I am doing things with impact and I'm going to do great things there. And that's where my focus all is. 
And right before you left, you had some unique opportunities to work in front of an actual crowd for the first time in a couple of years. You did did main event and a dark match. When that happens, a lot of people uh, before that assume person's getting called up. But traditionally, like back in the days when I started to really pay attention to dark matches, you would see Brock Lesnar or John Cena or Russ and Charlie Haas. Or this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yes. Like, like any number of people. Ron Waterman. Like all these I, people. Yeah, I remember yeah, Ron Waterman. Like, there were all those people that did them. Uh, what was it like getting the call to do those? Because like Raquel has told me she found out like a couple days before and they were like, hey, we need you up here. Want to want to take a look at how this goes? Yeah, I mean, mine was again like that, just randomly. I think it was the day before SmackDown. I get told, "Hey, we need you at SmackDown," and I go, "Okay, cool. What what am I doing?" <laughs> and they're like, "We're not too sure." <laughs> and then I find out it's a dark match the day of, and that's fine. I, I'm happy to do that. I had my dark, first dark match on the SmackDown with uh, Bobby Roode, and that same day I had a 15 minute interview with Vince McMahon himself. Um, Interesting. Yeah, very interesting stuff. And then you never know what's going to come of it. You don't know. But then literally main event. So the Monday, the Raw, they ring me again. They go, we want to see you again. So I I had the match with uh, Drew Gulak that was for a main event. Uh, I spoke with Vince after the match. He liked it. It seemed all good. And then a few weeks later, I was released. So So (laughs) I assume that the first conversation with Vince was a positive one because very, yeah. And I mean, with, with bigger fellas, you know, everybody imagines it's like that GIF of Vince where he's like, ah, like that, you know, you know, the GIF where he's like excited. He loves the the one. (laughs) He loves the larger than life wrestlers. He loves them. 
like what do you remember what was communicated like between you guys within that 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 first meeting I know we, we 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 spoke about wrestling a lot. You know, I'm again such a fan of professional wrestling that I spoke about Australian wrestling history, and it was so great that he knew so much about Australian wrestling as well. Obviously, yeah, he should. He's Vince McMahon; he knows everything. <laughs> um, but it's still it's still like gobsmacked me a little bit because I mentioned like a venue that I wrestled back home, and he knew it. Mm-hmm. Like he knew it straight away. He's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Blah blah blah. And like, you don't expect someone like that to remember all the little towns, venues and stuff like that. But I guess this is why he is who he is. Um, but it was very, very positive meeting. We spoke about wrestling. He spoke about his vision for the future. Um, and that was pretty much it. Now, at the same time, oddly enough, it must just be he's obviously, I don't want to use the word stooges, but I guess stooges. <laughs> he had uh, Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis in the room sure. right be- right behind me awkwardly felt like uh, have you ever seen Step Brothers of course well, I uh, have yeah, of course most people <laughs> have seen Step Brothers where he goes in for the job interview and then you see the per- you know <laughs> the side, yeah. they'll do that that's what I felt like Bruce and uh, Johnny were doing behind me every time I said something <sighs> they were sort of oh amazing amazing well now now new japan and impact and and a lot of exciting stuff going on there uh again new japan nemesis thursday december 9th who are some of the people like when you were contacted by new japan just stateside like before we even get into the the japan aspect of it were you like man i can't wait to work them uh finley was definitely one of them yeah you know i i had been able to work with his dad in a uh coaching producing sort of aspect so as soon as i saw that i could possibly work with uh finley and actually wrestle i was like this is going to be great i know how his dad works and i know how he works so uh i'm all for that sort of style of wrestling juice is one of them uh yeah he's great i mean i'm not sure what you consider stateside but obviously jay white has been here here. Yeah. yeah he's been here for the last year or so so he's someone i'd like to get in there with um but i look at the the roster and I, I am intrigued by the younger guys coming up as well like yeah, Alex Coughlin and, and and some of those younger lions that I, I could get in the ring with as well and one of one of the beauties of how New Japan adjusted to the pandemic is they already had expansion plans for the U.S. like that was that has been a plan since roughly around the time AEW formed. If because I remember they they post they came out with their New Japan America Twitter, and you could see when it was created. Yes, and it was created like a year before they announced it, and we're like, okay, we see that you have plans here. But what the pandemic did, it almost effectively forced them into a brand split, and they really made the most of it. Like, they, yeah. it was almost a completely unique roster and all that. Uh, how much of that were you you taking in? When when did New Japan Strong specifically hit your radar? Like, man, this is somewhere I want to go eventually. If 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 you had the chance, because obviously you couldn't have foreseen what happened with WWE. No. Yeah, I, I've always been someone to keep track of what's happening in the wrestling world. Mm-hmm. So even though I was in WWE, I never foresaw that I was going to be released when yeah. I was. I, I thought I'd be there a few more years, at least. Um, but I was watching Strong as soon as it was coming up because. I you know New Japan World is so easy to yes. access and, and you can watch everything on there uh, and obviously they release stuff on YouTube as well so I was watching along with that same as Impact same as AW I, I always keep track of what's happening in the wrestling world we spoke about promos earlier did you see Fred Rosser's promo on Tom Lawler 
No, I haven't seen that yet. No. I mean, I've seen them wrestle, oh. so. <laughs> oh, buddy. The, and I got to talk to Fred about it last week. He said he was going to yeah. drag Tom Lawler into his yard in front of his family <laughs> and murder him. I was well, like, Fred! Fred! He was they mad. Got a, he was they got mad. a big beef going, you know. I understand, I understand what he's saying, but yeah. He might cross that line a little bit. Uh. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I mentioned earlier. And you could see Rocky in the background like, oh, we're going to edit that. Like, you just, <laughs> you just know it. But Fred Fred looked at me dead eye on camera, and he is like, I meant everything I said. I have no regrets. I loved it. I loved that's it. That's amazing. Amazing. Oh, man. So I want to uh, throw in some sort of random questions because I'm always intrigued by this stuff. Uh, yep. I'd imagine you've been hit hard by an awful lot of people throughout your career. Very much so, yeah. Who hit you the hardest? Uh, I'll give you two people. Okay. Because they're both pretty much up there in, in different aspects. Uh, actually, maybe I could give you three. Now that I think about how hard I've been hit, probably the worst, probably when it comes to like being really hit and hurt, Kenta. Okay. 100%. Kenta, when I was there, and Noah, uh, his go to sleep made me go to sleep. Amazing. So, well, not, uh, not amazing. I feel terrible <laughs> for you. It's just, it's 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 what it is. It uh, is as was, advertised, I guess. Yeah, Kenta, Kensuke, obviously, okay. you know, wrestling legend. When I when I got to work with him, maybe the hardest clothesline I've ever taken in my life. And then, obviously, and I think a lot of people would know this, Walter, his chops. Oh yeah. I like no one else's. He's got the the biggest and loudest chop in professional wrestling. And it's an experience when you feel that chop. <laughs> now, who do you think you've hit the hardest? I mean, yeah. I mean, all those guys I hit back just yeah. as hard. So I don't know. I, I there's There's been instances where I watch something back and I, I cringe myself where I go, Oh, I didn't realize I hit them that hard, but <laughs> I've had people tell me before that the next day after wrestling me, it felt like they got hit by a truck and I go, well, you're in there with the top dog. Yeah. So, it's like your response is great. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, now I'm sure you've seen those YouTube clips. That's like Enzo Amore shoots hard on Simon Gotch or something like that. I like yes. to do the opposite. I like to ask okay. people to shoot softly and say okay. nice things about the people that they've worked with or maybe people they know. And you know what? I'll focus on the Australian scene. So I hope I hope I don't ask you to say anything <laughs> nice about people you have beef with. Beef. Okay, okay. We'll so, see who you ask. <laughs> yes. I'll start with uh, someone who just profiled the Australian scene for Fightful Magazine. And yes. I w- I have trouble pronouncing her name, Shaza McKenzie. Oh, okay. Uh, to shoot softly, she's uh, someone that is very, she's always trying hard to get out there and be seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's that's about the only nice thing there is to say about Shaza. <laughs> so we'll leave it there. Uh, I love that girl. She She's wonderful. Uh, you mentioned the inspiration. Uh, yes. Just talk to them at, at WrestleCade. They're working impact. You're working impact. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of inspiration. Both Jess and Cass are lovely people, but my my uh, soft shoot on them are they are maybe the funniest girls in the business. Oh, they are so funny to be around. And so quick witted, like yes, very very quick witted. Like there there's so many things they say that 
you watch it back a couple times and it gets even funnier because they're, they're right there. Like I loved, obviously, because I'm in the wrestling media game. The did you go to journalism for that? Cracked <laughs> yes. me up. Because, Perfect line. <laughs> and, like, Kathy Kelly couldn't hold it together. Uh, no. Cassie couldn't hold it together. And I love that WWE saw that, and they're like, that's what we're running. We're keeping yeah. that. We're putting yeah. that on there. Uh, another one, Rhea Ripley has found incredible success. Yeah, uh, my my soft shoot on Rhea Ripley is she was a big fan of mine growing up. She used to come to the local shows and watch me and Duke Hudson. And then years later, when she was getting into the wrestling business, I remember saying, oh, she's going to be a millionaire. She's she, she's going to do great things. Like you could just see it from when she was a young age. And she is still only 25 years old. Yeah. Uh, we've got the former Brendan Vink, who you just mentioned, <laughs> Duke Hudson. Uh, my soft shoot on Duke Hudson is that uh, he's the guy that I came up in the business with. We, we started at the same time, same dojo in little old Adelaide in uh, – I started 2007. He started 2008. So I've known him for a very long time. Uh, I had mentioned Buddy Murphy earlier. Now goes by Buddy Matthews. He's he's also killing it right now. Yeah, I think uh, Buddy is is underrated. He, his entering work is so great, and also he's he looks like an action figure. He does. Yeah, he I went really to the does. I went to the gym with him, and I'm one of those guys. Like when I go to the gym, people usually shock because i lift a lot of heavy weights yeah but but him it's a different thing i see people looking at him because his arms are maybe the size of uh <laughs> of watermelons and he looks like an action figure walking around he does he really does now one of the only australian wrestlers that so many americans knew for a long time nathan jones have you ever hey. met him no i had never met nathan jones but i would actually love to meet nathan jones because i was I was a fan of when he was in WWE, uh-huh. his short little run, but I was also a fan when he got into movies, you know, yeah. he's in, he's in Mad Max and I love, I love those movies and he's in some Kung Fu movies that I like as well. So hopefully he, I, one I day, he did, I think he was in the new Mortal Kombat movie. Maybe I think he, he did like sure. a, an appearance in that. I, I remember he did one, like, I think a little bit in the condemned. Like, yep. There, there are a lot of wrestlers like that transition and they do better in movies than people expect. Like Kurgan from the Attitude Area. Yes, killing yeah, yeah, killing yeah. Killing movies. He is, yeah. I mean, it, it pays off that those two are like really gigantic yeah, freaks, they really. <laughs> they are. Uh, so as we wrap up, uh, another WWE-related question that I, I meant to ask, the 2K game has been pushed back all kinds of times. Did you like? Did you do any work for that? Like, I asked Drew McIntyre, and he's like, "Yeah, it feels like I've been working on it forever, doing scans and voiceovers yeah. and stuff like that." I did. I did the scans, uh, all, all the different like facial feature scans. Then I came in to do a separate scanning, which was all my tattoos, okay, uh, stuff like that. And then I was sent videos from the mocap people of them doing all my maneuvers, making sure that they were right and stuff. So, I mean, I was all ready to be in there, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening now. I mean, I know the 2K people are like, seriously, every time this happens. <laughs> yeah. And and Murphy was like, keep me in the game. Give me that payday. I don't care. Hey, yeah, I would love to be in the game. And, I, and the thing is, I think if they were smart, that would appeal to a lot of the fans yeah. as well. That they, they go, oh, WWE kept these people in the game or if we're unlockable characters, however you want to do it. Or now nowadays, it's you pay for them. Uh, <laughs> it's something that you uh, should do. I think that'd be a good approach. Like WWE could 
reach out to some free agents and be like, hey, do you want in the game? Like, expand it beyond that. Because I get the feeling, like, when I look at AEW and they're accruing all these legends, like you got Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson, like, they're yes. probably going to be in their video game. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think so. But I think, you, you know, they own the name Bronson Reed, so it's up yeah. to them. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing, like, we we've seen obviously they're not going to do like a new diesel new razor thing i think they learned <laughs> i think they learned their lesson there yes yes but i mean like the, realistically based on what you know could they just like throw you into that game in like a year year's time or would you have to sign off on that uh i think it would just be more so they would have to pay me royalties sure yeah i don't think i would have to sign off on anything because i've already done the scans everything like that it would just be more so if they would want to pay me any money. Yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Well, guys, you can check out Jonah, New Japan Nemesis, December 9th. I could talk to you about wrestling all day. This is uh, <laughs> great. I, I love learning from those who know so much about wrestling, so I appreciate uh, your time. No, um, I appreciate it. But check it out, guys. New Japan Strong is killing it right now. Uh, he's also appearing on Impact Wrestling, but New Japan Nemesis on December 9th. Let the people know where else they can find you and follow you. Yeah, you can follow me at Jonah is here on Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's the main places to find out what's going on with me. And you can see everything from videos I share to um, new merchandise that you can get. And uh, you'll see me at New Japan Strong and, of course, at Impact Wrestling as well. Jonah, thank you so much for the time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Until next time, guys, we're out. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.